The Patriotic Alliance is turning 10 in November. We speak to its leader, Gayton McKenzie. Welcome, Gayton. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chris, for having me. Are there big plans to celebrate this milestone anniversary? We've got massive, massive, massive plans for this whole 10-year uh, birthday party. Um, very few people, I mean, nobody knew that we we're going to make it except ourselves. And for us, it's, it's massive. So we've got big plans, like we are going to celebrate it at Orlando Stadium, uh, 40,000-seater stadium, and I think 10,000 people standing. So, yeah, we're going to bring people from all over South Africa. They are coming there. We're going to celebrate our, our birthday at Orlando Stadium, and we're going to fill that stadium. Now, tell me, what do you regard as the biggest milestones the party achieved over the past 10 years? I think, you know, every election, there's a, the parties are being formed. Every election, even this election, no election has been without new parties being formed. And those parties disappear as soon as the election is over particularly when they've not done well. So we've not done well in three elections since our formation. We didn't do well in 2014. We didn't do well in 2016. We didn't do well in 2019. We stayed the course. We stayed the course. You know, I mean, to start a party in 2014 and you don't even get one seat and you come back the next year. We stayed the course. And I think for me, that's the biggest milestone of this party. You know, we, we certainly want 85 plus seats now, but the fact that we stayed the course, that's the biggest achievement for me uh, as the leader, and I think for everybody else in our NEC. What regrets do you have? What did the party get wrong? Yeah, the party got a lot of things <laughs> I think, you know, we, 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 as it was trial and error, we learned as we go, as we went along. But I think one of the biggest regrets is that we learned late that when you only concentrate on one race, it's low-key racism. Well, it's racism, it's racism. But also when you, we didn't make an effort. We thought, you know, when you just cater for one race at the beginning, like we did, we only catered for colored people, and you will only grow as, well, too. there's a ceiling. Your ceiling will be only colored people. But um, that, for me, will be the biggest mistake because at first we had no interest in including other races. And I think we realized after 2016 that this is not the way to go. And gradually now we, we, we are attracting very good, talented leaders from all other races. And I think that will be one of the things I think we opened our eyes too late. I wouldn't say too late, but well, just in time that we that we were not branded like a racist party, and although some still tried to brand us as that, but it's okay. Yeah, we know who we are, what we stand for, and of all the political parties in South Africa, we have the most diverse leadership in our top six from all the parties in South Africa. Nobody's got more, and that for me is also one of the things I'm the proudest of. Now, when it comes to coalition government, you keeping everybody guessing. What have you heard about a Western Cape Pact? Very well informed, but yeah, there is talks. I'm part of those talks uh, where we are trying to oust both the ANC and the DA from the Western Cape because 
has been governed by both of them. And we are not at an advanced stage. We are at uh, uh, infancy stage of talking. We're getting a lot of the parties together in the Western Cape that are basically full of both of them, the ANC and the DA. And we are talking, uh, we are talking to big leaders like Fadil Adams of the NCC. He's got eight seats in the city of Cape Town, which is major. We are what I talk to Uncle Patricia Delo. We're talking definitely to uh, KDF, uh, Noel Constable. We've got four parties uh, in the in the Outgoran district that we are speaking to. Because all of us just can't stand the arrogance of the Democratic Alliance. I mean, there would have been a natural ally, ally in the Western Cape. But the Democratic Alliance has done one successful thing. They have finished the ANC in the Western Cape. That I can tell you. The ANC is not really a, a factor. But that is before. Now the ANC has got new leadership. Neville Dalport and Derek Apple, those guys know what they're doing. And they won Somerset uh, already. So we've got a big thing in our hands, and I just think that the DA steadfast belief that they're going to win the, the Western Cape. And I can tell you, and it's not, it's not just wishes I'm talking about, it's fact. Let me show you just one fact to say to you that it is impossible for them to hold on, and anybody with half a brain will never argue this. The DA lost between 2016 and 2021. In the in Cape Town, let's take Cape Town. They lost three. They lost a third of all the voters. They lost three hundred and thirty-three thousand around voters. They had eight hundred and something thousand votes in in Cape Town in twenty sixteen and twenty twenty one. They have five hundred and thirty-three, I think, thousand votes. That's a, basically nearly a third of your voter base. Now, if 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 that's the trend of the day, and the by elections will show you. Now, what I'm saying is that if, if, if there's been a natural hand in draft for us to work together in the Western Cape, because they they think by insulting us every day and making posters about us. I mean, they've made 16 posters in one month, demonizing us. And they think, oh, people don't want like that. People don't like dirty politics. That's just downright dirty. And going to make false allegations, that doesn't help no one. The voter in, the, in, in Cape Town needs to be very, very worried about the fact that the DA and the ANC are in serious talks. They can deny that all they like. Um, I said it last time, yesterday the ANC came out in, in, the, in all the newspapers saying that they don't work with EFF, they don't work with the DA. So for us, that is the biggest 10-year gift they can give us, you know, when parties send each other letters, letters and presents for the Patriotic Alliance, go and work with the ANC. We are young, we are not as old as some of the politicians in this country. 2026, both parties will not be around. I'm telling you now, if they work together, if they, that's a gift for us. People think we are jealous. We, how can we be jealous of a gift? If you come into my house now with a gift, be jealous because you bought me a gift, I must be happy. The gift they will give us is to work with the ANC in 2024 
we will meet them in 2026 in the local government elections and we say to them, what they have been telling me I'm doing wrong, they have done it perfectly now. Now, Gaten, uh, uh, many politicians have hurled insults at you and, and at your party and say you can't be trusted, uh, the party can't be trusted. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, you know, for me, it's just like Vodacom going to tell MTN. We, we don't want Vodacom saying, oh, we can't trust MTN. Of course you shouldn't trust MTN. It's your competitor. Let's start right there. You see, people in this airy, fairy world, we exist solely uh, to serve our people. Uh, firstly, we exist to serve our people, and secondly, we exist to finish the competition. So to say you can't trust me, you know what? There's people that's important that, that, that trust me and that I trust. I don't trust one of those parties, but there's some people there's a semblance of respect, like Mashaba, like Korni Mulder, these are people that you, even people in, some people in the ANC, and you speak to them something you know, uh, you can take it back to your caucus and, and come back with an answer. And for me, that's just common decency. So there's nothing right I can do in the eyes of the DA, because the DA has had so much goodwill from my community, the colored community, over the years. 60% to 70% of the voters are colored people. And what has they done with that goodwill? They've done nothing in, in the colored communities. That's why the PA is growing. And that same this thing they show towards colored communities, they're now showing towards me. So I don't really care. We used to it. We used to our people voting for them and getting nothing in return. So uh, I'm just over the fact that, uh, you know, we don't talk to Gaten like, listen, we've both agreed we're not going to speak to each other. Let's move on. I don't want to be day bashing every time I must answer these questions. We've moved on. They have agreed they don't want to work with us. Uh, despite the Herman Mashaba and some of them, IFP and everyone saying that, let's work together. So they've closed the door and we are not knocking. Where's the problem? Somebody doesn't knock at your door. Why do you keep on talking? And I wouldn't let him in. I would not let him in. Uh, him reading from scripts. I wouldn't let him in. I wouldn't let Gates and McKenzie in. They're having interviews, interviewing people for positions now. Has that test to become a councillor or a mayor or, or a member of parliament? You just need to talk about how much you hate Patriotic Alliance and then you get an A+. Plus. So that's okay. People also love throwing your criminal past at you. What do you have to say to, about that? You know... Uh, you know my 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 my, my car registration, my sports. Uh, what was it? M three? My M three, the first car I really bought when I came out of jail. I bought an M three convertible, and the registration was XCON. That was the registration of my car, and I started a business called X Concepts. I have never hidden my past. Number one, yet that day. I have, I have a terrible past, and I've never hidden my past. I used to rob people. I used to be a gangster, and I'm not proud of it. And, and I'm deeply ashamed of my past. But instead of being ashamed of some other ex-prisoners, I decided to change my life and do something with my life and be an inspiration to people that had passed like mine. And I entered business and politics to make sure that the very people that criticized me I make sure that their children's future don't become my past. 
and that's the sole reason for me. I I believe that you know. Spoke to a man yesterday that was very uncomfortable with uh, my past. He said to me, "Yeah, but how can I trust you and whatever?" I said, "Your father was the head of the defense force, and he killed my uncle. Your father's still alive." And I said, "Forgiveness cut both ways." And I'm not making an excuse. This country had uh, passed, and you know, I look at Mangosuto Butelezi's obituaries, and and I'm deeply ashamed of how people just bring up the parts that he was not good at, where people got killed, they say, and he's a murderer, and that. It was much more than that. I always tell people, tell the full story about the man. The man uh, was caught up in times in for those era. It was bad times. And I have so much respect for him for having grown from that era of Mangasutu Patelethi and may his soul rest in peace. And I'm unashamedly saying that I looked up to him because a man that was embroiled in all that war as it being alleged to come out to such a peaceful statesman, leader of note, such a man should be celebrated. And the last thing I was talking, particularly with Julius Malema and them, they always bring up saying, Gaten and the DA saying, Gaten is a, is a criminal, you vote for an ex-criminal, you vote for, you know, Maybe I look at things differently. You know what an indictment it is on them? If people still opt to vote for me and they have, they are on the ballot with all the bad, I mean, just think about it. If you say this man is the worst man and people still come and they would, it says more about them than it says about me. Because if I walk in and people say, here's your choices, they're very, 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 very bad men. Yeah, yeah. And somebody makes the market a very, very bad man. I would be doing serious questions for myself. What has I done so wrong to people that they opt to vote for a Gaten McKenzie while I'm on the same ballot? Those are questions they don't seem to be asking themselves. But lastly, I'm very proud of the person that I have become, the ex-prisoners I'm giving work to, the money I donate to different charities, the lives I change every day in my life, from where I come from, where I took from people instead of giving, I just think that, you know, and as a Christian, I believe that um, it's only God that can wash away my sins, and I think he has done that for me, and I'm very proud, and I don't look back, and a lot of murderers, serious criminals, will come to me like, I want a job, I want to change my life, or they come for advice, and I always sit down my stuff, can't stand it because if if the, if you want a meeting with me, all you need to say is, I was in jail for 25 years or 20 years. You get that meeting. I'm not saying now people but now lie, but yeah. Gaten, <laughs> well, it's still a while to go before the election, but what are your predictions for 2024? No, Chris, it's not while the elections are around the corner. <laughs> I, I, tell you, I tell you, I'm speaking to uh, the ambassadors tomorrow. Uh, addressing the European Union ambassadors tomorrow IAF. Some of the lunch invites from ambassadors simply because they said that everything that you've been saying has been coming through. And I thought they're like, wow, I don't I didn't think these people are taking note. And uh one ambassador said to me that you said when Ace Mahasula said he will never 
from his own, he will never leave the ANC, he's bloody, and you said to us, he'll form his own party, he's not true long, and it happened. Here's my prediction. I predict the PA to get between 10 and 15%. And that's not a, that's not a wish, that's a prediction. That my wish is for us to get 55%. That's my wish. But wishes and predictions should not be the same thing because predictions are more realistic than wishes. So I predict the PA will get between 10 and 15%. I believe that actually will get just under 10. I believe that uh, IFT will get uh, just under 10. And I believe that DA will go around 15%. 15%, and put it into perspective what I've just said to you. The guys that are not for, and this is the most important thing I'm going to say, the guys that are just out, the moonshot guys, let me call them the moonshot guys, the charter guys, I think this, the, the highest they can all go, and they, they bring ACDP, if they bring Freedom from Plus, if they bring everywhere, I think they're going to keep it 40%. That's, that's now on a good day. The ANC with, will get 40%. The 40%, the ANC will get 40 the Moonshot Pack guys will get 40%. That's my prediction. The election is between two parties here. It's between the PA and the EFF. Now, Malema is a smart, wily character. He's very smart. Don't look at him like that. He has worked it out even before I worked it out. He worked out that the only party in his way, but what he wants is very clear. He wants to get 11%. He wants to take the ANC over 51%, over 50 plus 1%. That's what Malema wants. What does Gaten McKenzie want? He wants the same. We want to be the kingmaker. Now, I'm not going to come and lie on your show and say, if the DA gets 40% and the DA needs the 11% we get, we will give it to them. I will forget all the bad things I said about them. And I will make teeth well and sell it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll make teeth for myself. I will make teeth for the IFP, for everyone. To say, guys, because that's how politics work. You know, I, I remember the best tea I ever had was in Helen's house. I've never had such tea. Uh, and my partner once said to me, uh, uh, you know, I know my tea doesn't, my tea doesn't, it's not as nice as Helen's, Helen's tea because I used to praise the tea because she's got a special way of making tea. So, let's <laughs> it. One of the leaders in our party said, and they will not treat me like a tea lady. I'm like, they're not cheap. Like, for us. So, yeah. But, yeah, let me just come back to the point. The election is between the, between the PA and the EFF. Whoever gets, whoever fills, whoever fills the, nobody gets 50%. Whoever's kingmaker, if the PA is kingmaker, we have five things we believe in. And the EFF is five things. Now, your vote will go according to which five you believe in. We are standing for number one. We bringing God back into South Africa. 
There's no doubt about it. Children will pray, people will pray. We are making this uh, a godly country again because we are not the secular state. We are majority Christians. We've got Muslims. We 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 we've got Judaism in this country, and that should come back. Number two, we are bringing back conscription, national service. Instead of giving people this 350, let them go to the army. A lot of white guys were skilled today, thought would put that skill in the army. Number three, we will mess deport all illegal immigrants. All of them. Zonga Bonge. We leave no one behind. Number four, we'll bring back the death penalty. You kill, they kill you. If you don't want to die, simple. Don't kill people. You say kill the boy, kill the farmer, in that instruction gets either kill the person that gave the instruction and the person that that, that they executed the instruction. And number five, you know, race has kept us back in this country. Race is the one thing that kept us back. I just think we need to leave this thing of you black, you white. Uh, there's other ways we can address, the, redress. There's other ways we can attend to for instance, the previously disadvantaged, but let it not just be so obvious. We must be known as South Africans, like the Japanese are known as Japanese. The 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 the, the Americans are known as Americans. And on the other side, with the EFF, they're very clear, and I must congratulate them for the fact that they've never deviated from it. They say we want expropriation without compensation. They say we want uh, the nationalization of, 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 of the banks. They want open borders. Now, that's what they want. And they don't want, we can't criticize people for what they want. And you ask me about the expropriation without compensation. I don't believe in that. And the PA don't believe in that because once you expropriate without compensation, I would love that to happen but uh, in my dreams, but that's not how the world works. You expropriate without compensation, you lose your property rights. Once you lose property rights, you have no country left. We can learn from Zimbabwe. They are now looking for those farmers that they expropriate their land without compensation. I do believe that 90% of the land cannot be in the hands of 10% of the population. I believe that we must expropriate, but with compensation. But you cannot just say expropriation, because then you make the white guy poor and you make the black guy rich, both of them are South Africans, then you still have to attend to this again. I'm just saying that in this country, we need law and order. And I think I'm your guy. You know, um, you need a, a firm end to say, let's go. Don't do it. Let's just bring back this thing, I mean, it's a killing machine. I mean, this country, while we're speaking now, six people died. If you look at 66 people a day dying, uh, so probably one or two people died in this hour. That's 24 hours in a day. And most killings don't happen when we sleep. It happens when we're awake. So three people probably died while we were talking here. Now, that cannot be. You need here, you killed somebody, I hang you. And I will personally go and on weekends, when I'm off as a, as, a, as a leader or president of the country, I'll go, or minister, I'll go and assist there by the eggmen, because there'll be a long line. I'll also make a few. I think I'll say one last thing. Yes. If you allow. You know, during apartheid, apartheid could have ended. I just want to criticize some people. Uh, apartheid could have ended earlier if it wasn't for some business people in this country. Business people that was trying to hold on to the good times of apartheid because some of them were milking it. And that's the truth. I mean, like, they used, Jacob Zuma once told me that, yeah, they used to go and see them in in, 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 in uh, Lusaka, the business people. And they would say, no, this is how it should be. This is how the new South Africa should look like. 
and it was totally favoring them. And the ANC said, hell no. And they even said to them, if you agree to this now, South Africa will, we will tell Buta, we will tell PW Buta, we will tell them to, 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 to bring democracy now. And the ANC didn't agree rightly to some of the demands of the business people. Now we've seen the same thing happening again, uh, where business people are now propping up the ANC by uh, all, I mean, very good business people are now working with ANC to try to salvage the image of the ANC uh, under the leadership of, of Kingston, which is the ANC, so he's the home. But now he's taking very good people, and I think that's one of the things Rob is fighting about. Now, they, uh, and now they've come up with this concept of the ANC and EFF, the ANC and 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 and, and uh, they should work together. This I'm saying it as Gaten McKenzie, but I don't care about all these business people. They don't give me money. Not one of them. So I'll tell you straight up today. All these business people propping up the ANC under Martin Kingston, we will deal with them very harshly because what they are doing is the same thing they did in apartheid. And some of them are the very same people. Now you want, no matter what you think of EFF, EFF is not. They say EFF is the principal enemy. Uh, what what responsibility should the ANC carry in the 30 years? It's the same like the ANC blaming apartheid. You can't blame apartheid. We have 30 years. There's an expiry date to blame white people. That expiry date seems 20 years ago or 10 years ago. You're going to blame white people for apartheid. That's what the ANC's election strategy. They got time to play. And I say to the business people, uh, that's now saying something was a new way for them. People are dying in this country because of hunger. People like Rob and people that talk, speak out against that. They have no business in trying to put, uh, trying to, to resurrect this corpse or this uh, person that's about to die. The ANC's time is over. They had 30 years to fix this country and they, and they failed dismally. So I just needed to say that about all these business people that are busy, uh, now they're having meetings and saying how we're going to help the ANC. It's not their job to 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 fix. If they think the ANC is going to listen to them, it is just a cosmetic exercise. We're working with the business people, and and, and they're going to carry the responsibilities of failing when they're still load shedding. We're going to also blame them and say you are always the ANC in that corner. I just need to say that. Thank you, Gaten. Thank you very much for speaking to Biz News again. And good luck uh, with the ambassadors tomorrow. Yes, we're we addressing the European Union and we're going to tell them uh, all the things we told you because we always come to Biz News. You guys let one hear the views very freely. <laughs>